Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 81, and boy, do we have plenty and plenty to talk about. Our Aguilas debuted in the Liga MX with a phenomenal win against Monterrey, and we have plenty and plenty of action to talk about in regards to not just that game, but plenty of games coming up for Las Aguilas del América in the future of this week. But before we get into anything further, in this podcast, let me introduce, as always, my two co-hosts, Mr. Christian Rosendo and everyone's favorite, Cowboy Dan. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty well tonight. No, no thunderstorms to prevent me from being here. I'm happy to be here, and I'm excited to talk about all things America. Awesome, awesome. Dylan, how are we doing? What's up, Queens? What's up, Christian? How are you doing? I'm doing great down here in the great state of Texas. Yeah, well, nice nice to know that uh, Mr. Cowboy Dan is locking it down, keeping it on with uh, with everything cowboyish down there in the great state of Texas. Now, many of you are wondering, if you are on the live show, why it is that we are so late. Um, and as always, we do apologize for that. We had a bit of technical issues, and uh, we had something very, very great in store for you guys, a brand-new remodeled podcast um, unfortunately, we did have some technical difficulties. We were not able to launch that said uh, new layout, but we will have that out for you guys hopefully next week. We are going to work and tweak on the issues afterwards, and so hopefully by next week, we have everything ready in store for you guys. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight into the action. Las Aguilas de América went into the new Liga MX season against Monterrey in the Estadio Azteca, opening in front of the home crowd. It was a game that really, I think you broke it down perfectly, Dylan, when, when, when we finished talking about this game. It was it was really much a tale of two halves. At the end of 90 minutes, America walks away with a 4-2 victory in a game in which we didn't look our best, but at the same time, gave enough to make it look like we're on track for good things to come. Christian, how did you feel after those 90 minutes were over and, you, you know, the scoreline stands as it is and you saw the team play the way they did? What, what was your outtake after after those 90 minutes were over? Well, I think you guys said it perfectly tell two halves. I think in the first half we started off, you know, kind of still in preseason mode. But I must admit that I love the reaction from the team and it kind of showcased their mental fortitude going into the season when being down. Uh, overall, I'm content, uh, mainly because we got a good start to the season. I think that's what we need to fill us with some confidence. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We we definitely needed to kick things off on the right foot, and I think it's exactly what we said on the last podcast. It was how important is to kick things off on the right foot, not just with a win, but a good win, you know, something that would convince not just the fans, but yourselves in that locker room that things were going as planned, as directed. And you look back at the result, you look back at the two halves. First half was shaky, first half was bad, and then second half, it looked like it was going to be the same, but something happened, something turned on in the players, and because of that, well, we got the result that we did against Monterrey. So um, who, do any of you guys have the lineup, or do you guys need me to pull it up? Actually, Christian, maybe you should read off the lineup since you were so close to, to getting it right. Sure. Uh, and that we had a scene. Our back four was Paula Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Imanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. Uh, you had Guido Rodriguez and Mateo Siribe in the midfield. On the wings, you had Renato Ibarra and Roger Martinez. Uh, CDR, in the camp position, you had Sebastian Cordova. And up top, we had Nicolas Castillo. So... A very good lineup, right? Uh, I, I think we we all we all were expecting to 
to head this uh, Apertura 19 with the best possible starting 11 that we could have. And to be honest, it, I think Piojo did not disappoint. Dylan, you had Cordoba playing this game. You um, you had uh, you, I, I think that's really the only change that you made to um, to Christian's lineup. Um, and I think maybe we didn't have Nico starting. We had Henry in this yeah. lineup that we had previously. But um, I, I think you know when you see that lineup come out, you see that that's the best that we can field at the moment. You content with it, or would you have liked to see something different, or were you hoping to see something different? No, no, I'm I'm definitely content with it too. Like you said, um, at, at the at the given time, a given moment, it's the best that we can field, and that's what we did. We but we filled it the best team that we can field. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's jump straight into what was the first half, and really a shaky start to to what was uh, the opening minutes of of this game against Monterrey. You you saw an America side that was maybe just, I guess, trying to get into the rhythm of things, if that's fair to say. Um, I, I I really don't know how to describe America's first opening minutes because it, it I guess it was shaky, nervy, unsettling for some of these players. I I really don't know what words to place, but it, it wasn't right. No, it wasn't. Like I said, I they just it just felt like they were still in preseason mode, you know, kind of being so nonchalant about all their passes. Uh, you saw players just not being in the correct position. The passing was was atrocious, and you know what? I, I don't know. It just felt like one of those games, but thankfully we uh, we found a way to to crawl back and uh, and really uh, to send a, send a message. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, let's talk about that opening goal uh, that Monterrey gets, and I, I I think it was the wake up call that America needed. Yeah. Uh, to really shift things into gear for us, or at least in perspective of everything that was that, that was to come in this game. It's terrible defending. And it's terrible passing, all culminating into one thing. It's mm-hmm. much as dividing the ball in a situation where I think he shouldn't have. And I think that he has an easier pass to his defender. Or if you're going to play that ball, play it better. Don't 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 put it in no man's land. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. don't put it in a situation in which you know that your your teammates are not because I, he he didn't do a good clearance for me. And then the way our center backs were positioned was terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. Bruno, what are you doing? Emmanuel Aguilera, what are you doing? There seems to be no communication there. Funes Mori gets an easy through ball. And then, of course, slots it back past Marchesin, who, I mean, tried to do his best, but unfortunately, the, the Argentinian striker bested him in that situation. What were your guys' thoughts as soon as that goal goes in? Well, <clears throat> you know, just like you said, you know, just given, just given like, uh, some of the opening too. I don't think it's necessarily the start that this team wanted. Uh, I see the I see the goal happening. I'm just saying, if we keep if we keep it up like this, it's going to be a long night. And it, almost in a sense, it seemed like it was going to be like that, especially after the first half. It really it it, it really seemed that 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 it could have been the case, you know, mm-hmm. Christian. No, yeah, and like Dylan said, you kind you kind of saw it coming, you know. Monterrey had the majority of the possession. They, they looked at the team that had more of an idea of a play style and how to approach this game while America, like uh, I repeat myself, just being nonchalant about everything and the passing was not there, positioning was not there, as you can see by that goal. So, yeah, you know, the, the goal happened and uh, I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, we, we need to respond fast or you know, this, this is going to be one of those games where we might get uh, blown out of the water. It felt that it could have been a repeat of last Clausura's match in which you thought it's going to be a goal fest. But it might just go in Monterrey's favor if we don't buckle up 
um, and fortunately, we did right. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the momentum bar provided to us by SofaScore, and uh, you're right. It's all Monterrey for the first opening minutes, and it's not until America gets back into this game and scores the equalizer, and then goes on and scores a second, in which you really see the momentum bar shift dramatically in America's favor. And then, of course. Like always, Christian, like always, when America takes the lead, when America gets that one goal cushion, they sit back, they let the other team get the ball, they let the other team go and have the ball possession, come at them and play. And you see that there's a big gap in which Monterrey closed uh, for, you know, a good length of the first half going, being down a goal, goes and tries and ultimately gets their, gets the equalizer back. And it's 2-2 at that point, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and then. To close out the half, America is the more dominant team. America is the more dominant uh, side. But at that point, you think it's a bit too late. You're asking for too much. And you have the best opportunity to close out this game for the first half with a one-goalie margin. But there just was no reaction into, into continuing to press and into continuing to want to pursue that lead forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you mentioned pressing. And I think that's where the second goal comes, you know. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was it? It was Stefan Medina who kind of just freely walked into like the kind of the midfield area and just uh, you know gives a great pass to to Aviles Hurtado, you know. In that in that situation, someone needs to press on him. You can't you can't really let a great passer like Stefan Medina just have a wide open space to connect to a little a little player like Hurtado. So, you know, it's just bad bad positioning all half. And like you said, you know, if little things like that could have been fixed, we could have been up maybe a goal or two. Because we did have okay. to score more. Not, not, even, not even not even that too. In that, in that second goal too, you saw Marchesin coming off his line to yeah. see if he can catch that, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what sucks. And Ivan, you know too, you know you either commit or you don't, and you, that that hesitation <laughs> got him. Oh man, and that then, happened to me on Sunday. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because like you just got you just got named best goalkeeper in Liga Mekis, and then you make you make a mistake like that, and then like that's that's what that's what's kind of that's what kind of sucks to see too. And I, I bet if Marchesin would have stayed on his line, I bet it'd have been a different story. Yeah, it would have. It probably would have had a much better chance of, of saving that. Um, but yeah, it, it it was poor. It was definitely poor for most of everyone in that in that first half. Even after scoring two goals, I mean, you had Nico Castillo who missed a clear one on one opportunity with the goalkeeper, and you thought, "Here we go, Nico Castillo's at it again with his old tricks," right? Yeah. But fortunately enough, the guy comes back in the second half, scores another goal, but. Just to cap off the first half, it, it was poor to say the least, and it was more than enough to say that I think America just wanted to get into the luck into the locker room and just try to change things up. Yeah, and you know one one thing I told you too in the last podcast, Ivan, is you know I wanted I wanted you kind of talked about picking out one player and what one player is going to have a have a key performance in this game, and I told you I said I can't really pick one person, especially it being the first game of the season. You know, I wanted to see all eleven players come out and play the game, and you know, just in that forty-five minutes, I didn't get all eleven. It really didn't seem like nobody wanted to play this first half for me. Yeah, it, it, like again, we go back and we sound like a very broken record, but it's it's sluggish, it's it's standoffish from some of these players. Defensively, we're all over the place. Creativity-wise, we we look a little bit, you know, wonky. You know, it, it Roger has maybe bits and pieces here. Renato does seem to be consistent because I think he was by far the most consistent player in this game. Um, but still, 
it wasn't good enough. You can't rely single-handedly on two, three players to carry you forward, especially in, in a match this big. Let's face it. This was a big opening match for America. A Monterrey side on opening week, it's not an easy, it's not an easy task for both teams whatsoever. And for, for you to come out and play the way you did in the first half, you were really asking for trouble. You really were. If you were not 100% there yet, and, you know, you, fortunately enough, Monterrey wasn't either. Because if this game is in another jornada and you come out and you play the same way, Monterrey capitalizes on these chances and, and the outcome is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very different outcome. You said it right. So, fortunately enough, you know, the game goes tied 2-2 into the half. Do you think Piojo has an impact in, in what he says at halftime to really change this team, to really change the spirit, the dynamic of, of what we see in the second half? Or do you think the players, you know, find something on the pitch? Or could it be a mixer of both? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I think the players realize that, you know what, it's not the preseason anymore. This is the, the actual league week one, and we have a great opponent. But, you know, I think they realize that they have enough talent and enough faith within within each other to, to get the result. And, you know, it just takes that. It takes the belief in your squad and, you know, some words from your from your coach to really turn things around. And, you know, in the first minutes of the second half, we saw we saw what, uh, what that can happen or what that motivation can do. Definitely. Definitely. So – uh, off starts second half, <laughs> and we almost get conceded on right away. Uh, terrible defending again uh, by by our our fullback and center back. And luckily enough for us, he misses a shot. Who is it? Mesa, I believe. Yeah, is, yeah, is, I think it was Mesa, yeah. It was Mesa who, miss, who misses that one-on-one opportunity with Marche, just blows the shot wide after taking on the defenders. And, um, and, and really, I think that was at the point in which you thought, great, here we go again. It looks like they learned nothing from their mistakes in the first half. But... Then something changes. I don't know if it was in the air or if it was in the players, but there's a shift of change, and you see everyone just kind of, you know, get out of second gear and really put it into third. And it was great to see because you see another goal come in. Yes, granted, Monterrey's marking was poor, but, you know, the pass was still there, was pinpoint accurate, and Castillo from buried it away. I mean, in his situations that he's been, that's not, not I guess that's not an easy ask for him. But he puts himself in that position, and he scores the goal, and really, the attitude that, that this team showcased to get back from behind really, really demonstrates that there's good attitude in the team, that there's there's a good mentality, that there's, you know, that there's something there to this squad these guys know what it takes to win. These guys want to win. And I think if we can see this week in and week out, I don't see why we can't go far in this tournament. Yeah. No, I, go ahead, Don. No, yeah, I, I think you put it put it perfectly, Ivan. You know, um, it, it, I think just the first half and especially the when that opening chance again, that opening chance that Meza had, uh, with March to see, you know, just just it had to, it had to come and wake up this team because this team knew it had to get back in the game. Um, they realized, you know, it's 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 still tied. You know, it could have easily been a whole different story if you look if you look at the game from the second half from the second half point of view from the whole second half. But um, at the end, you know, like you said, they it's, it's they shifted from second to third gear and they they moved things and and it started looking better. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's talk about a couple of players that uh, really impressed us in the second half. I know we haven't really closed it off. Actually, well, I say second half, but the whole game really entirely. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave him to the end, but I think Renato Ibarra was by far man of the match for me. Um, I don't know if you guys can agree to that. 
I, I don't know. You're laughing there, Christian, but Sofa Score <laughs> had him, I think. That's Sofa Score. <laughs> well, who's your man of the match? Um, I don't know. I it had to be between Nico Castillo and Renato Ibarra. I think both of yeah. them had, had an exceptional match. I, I think I give more credit to Renato for what he was doing and what he continuously continues to do for this side. Well, you know? this was his first game back in, in a decent form since maybe the first leg of the Cruz Azul match in last Liguilla. Other than then, you know, Renato Ibarra has been someone I've been critiquing a lot, you know, on the podcast and off the podcast. You guys know me in the group chat. So, you know, to see him finally pick out crosses to your striker, it, it gives me, it fills me with joy because maybe he, he's done something over the offseason to improve that. And, you know, just see, just look at what, you know, our strikers can produce when given a good cross. You know, that, that's been something, I guess, me and Dylan have been talking about with Henry Martin, you know. The crosses, yes, they come in, but they're not, they're not to him. And maybe that's why Henry Martin hasn't been, uh, wasn't producing last year. Now Nico Castillo gets two perfect crosses. I mean, one perfect cross and one uh, perfect cross for um, Mateo Suribe. And look what happens. Goals. Goals happen. So I guess Renato Ibarra can keep this consistent crossing uh, going. I, I don't think, I, I don't think uh, this, um, this, this offense can be, can be more scary, you know? We just need both of them to, uh, to produce uh, at a consistent basis. I think that's the key word, and, and I think we mentioned that on our season preview. The key word to all of this, to all of America, is consistency. Because you look at what we have on paper, and you, and you look at what this team is capable of doing. Consistency is the only thing that is stopping us from being that team, from being the team of Liga Mekis, right? Because yeah. at, at any given day, these players can perform, and these guys can go toe-to-toe with any, to the you know, with the Gignacs and with, who's that new guy that they just signed? For Monterrey, oh, the Jan- Jansen, Jansen, whatever, Jansen. like, Jansen. like, you know, we can go against the Ginax, the Jansen, <laughs> the, the, you know, Milito Hernandez and Osmar Mares. It's like we can go up against them, like no problem, right? There's, right. There's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no, there's like, you know, when I'm, you know, with all jokes aside, this team can compete at any level. So on paper, on paper, and when you're on the pitch, you can see that when there's a consistency when these players want to and really all it takes is having a good consistent form base and a good structure and a consistent lineup that i think at the end of the day you're gonna see this america produce the best football we've seen in the past couple years yeah if and only if they have that consistency but that's that's gonna be for them to showcase Mm -hmm. no we've been saying that since the beginning i've (laughs) and i really feel that should be the mindset of the team you know dylan said this team is great on paper but now it's time to demonstrate uh demonstrate it on the pitch i think we've been saying this since last year (laughs) (laughs) this is the broken record over here on the eagle eye podcast yeah it's just because it's the truth you know it's it's annoying as well that we know the amount of talent this team has but for them to not produce on a consistent basis then it's terrible you know yeah, that's the frustrating part about it. But hey, you know, new season, new opportunity in order yeah, to showcase all of that. But um, yeah, I, I really like the game that um, that Ibarra had. I, I, for me, man of the match, questionable for you guys. Is, but uh, I also did enjoy Nico, uh, you know, getting his goals, getting the confidence up. I think that was the most important part. I think, that's it was, key, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think it was him getting the back of the net and actually, you know, for him to step up to take that penalty says a lot about him, you know. 
Um, though he almost missed, but uh, he buried it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, yeah, no, but the confidence is key, though. Uh, after confidence, the season he yeah. had last year, he needed this badly. So, um, good to see Mateo Solibar getting back on the score sheet. I think his game was pretty yeah. well, pretty solid. Yeah, it was a well-rounded that's, game. That, yeah, that, that's what I was gonna mention too. I, 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 it's good to see Mateo. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily up to what what we can expect and see from him, but you know, just seeing him. Uh, Moved away on the pitch he was, and, and you know, actually scoring it on the score sheet, like you said, was good to see. Yeah, especially that with the departure of Edson, you know, we really need him, need him to step up this season. Yeah. By the way, um, I know you guys don't want to give him, but Renato Ibarra was key on all four goals of America in this game. He wins the penalty. Yeah. He crosses it for Mateo Soribe. He crosses it for Nico Castillo, and his shot that uh Varovera rebounds. Who, who, who passed it to him though? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> the, greatest, the greatest Frenchman to ever touch a Liga and Mekis pitch. In Jeremy oh. Mendes. Yeah, you get the Tigres fan on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's my friend. We we've talked about this before. But um yeah. Uh I just wanted to give a little side note on that. Uh but back to uh, everyone out there on the pitch. Uh I think Pretty solid second half in in regards to all of that, so it was uh, it was really really nice to see the the, the team kind of come into full effect for the second half, um, and really you know Monterrey didn't really have an answer for us after that second goal. You know they maybe they had a little you know bits and pieces here, but I think I ultimately think- America was able to dominate. Uh, the ball possession well enough that even when they didn't have it, uh, they closed off some spaces very well and they made it a little bit more difficult for uh, for Monterrey to get through or, or to even really see any opportunity. Um, yeah. I think Marchesin had a very quiet second half in regards to what he did in the first, but, you know, it was, it was nonetheless, it was, it was good to see, you know, it was really, really good to see a good solid performance. And, um, you know, I, I, in regards to the second half, I don't want to, you know, people take this in, into the wrong context because I've seen a lot of people after this game hype up America and say that we're gonna be all these great, this good, we're this great, amazing team that America just scored four against Monterrey and we didn't even have an Edetti or Gio and this and that. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 let's put the pause, let's put the brakes on this. You guys are getting way too much hype, way too much over one first game. You have to understand that this game, as much merit as America takes, Monterrey needs has to take a lot of criticism in this game as well. You know, it wasn't all our doing. Most of it, yes, but some of it, Monterrey has a lot, uh, a lot of questions to be asked about them themselves. So it wasn't that America had this perfect game because I think people are starting to ignore the fact that we had a terrible first half. I think people are looking at it as yes, it's a shiny, shiny little result for two to open this to open the season and and you know get the crowd going, but. It's it's not enough for me to say oh we're this great amazing team right off the bat we're gonna have an amazing run and no one's gonna be able to compete against us and this this and that because I I just don't see it happening I I I see us continuously maybe struggling to find some identity because once Benedetti and Gio come in where do they fit into the picture you know and and we still have to fill these this you know the youngsters rule so that means some of them are gonna get starts over over some of these players who you would think you know, have an automatic starting position. So that really is going to be the, the question to be asked is, you know, with all of these things, all these kind of rules that, that, that you know, the league has set on in, in front of America, can we still find the consistency that we know that this team is capable of? So I wouldn't be so ready to jump on the hype 
bandwagon of this team. But nonetheless, it's a good result and it's a good victory for me. Same. Yeah. Same? Yeah, def- 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 yeah, definitely too. You know, I, I'm, the way I see it is, you know, it's it's the first game of the season. Um, You know, I, uh, I didn't really necessarily expect a clean game going forward. You know, I, obviously I wanted to see, to see the team come out and see more of the identity, especially after the Tigres game. Um, but, you know, there's still plenty and plenty to work on, too. And, you know, it, it's just, it starts week in and week out in the training and whatnot. And so that, that's, what, that's what I'm looking forward to the most as the season continues. Yep. Uh-huh. Definitely, 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 definitely. All right, then uh, we'll close it off right here. But without, uh, without first saying, we, we mentioned players that we didn't enjoy seeing. Is there maybe one or two players that you think did not have a good game? Um, maybe, well, this might sound surprising to everybody, and you guys can hate me, unfollow me, do whatever. In the first half, I thought Guido Rodriguez was subpar. I, I didn't think he was, uh, at Guido. I think his positioning was lacking a little bit. His passing was lacking a little bit. He picked it up in the second half, only up, up until he got, uh, substituted off. But, you know, I thought I could have, I could have seen more from him. Paolo Aguilar was another one. I didn't, I didn't think he had a, a he had an okay game. I mean, he could have done a lot better, but he he constantly was getting beaten and out of position as well. But that's been that kind of the same narrative we've been we've been saying now for a while, uh, haven't we? No, no. Apparently, apparently not to Ivan. It's it's going to be Sanchez. You're going to say yes, yes. I thought, I, I thought Sanchez. Sanchez I thought, no, I thought Sanchez no, had a better, no, no, had a better no, game no, than Paulo no, no. George Sanchez. Get, do you, do you, no. Do you hear the blasphemy? In this no, 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 no. Did you see how many times he got caught flat-footed? Did you see how many times he got flat-footed? And they kept winning him in the back. And who was the winger that kept giving him a headache that whole game? The only reason, the only uh-huh. reason why he's able to convince you guys that he is having a good, decent game is because he's quick enough to get back and, and cover from his mistakes. But he keeps getting caught flat-footed. He's not shifting his hips in the right direction that I need him to be doing. And I'm just like, come on, man. We've been through this a whole, whole last year. I thought you would have picked it up by now. I think he had a much better game than than Paul Aguilar. I mean, he I did. think Paul Aguilar had a much better game than George Sanchez. Uh, I don't know. Or, or, or that was kind of was kind of giving him a, a run for his money, especially in that first half. You have to you have to remember that Paul is not the is is getting there up in, in age, and for him matter. to still have that doesn't matter. If you're starting, you need to be performing at a consistent level. I think he had a good game. I think Paul Aguilar had a good, decent game. I think George again get, got caught flat-footed too many times for my liking, and uh, yeah, Guido was a bit off in the first half, but that was expected of him because he never really had a preseason with us. Um, yeah, but you know, Guido's Guido. Yeah, Guido's Guido. Yeah. And okay, Ivan, I'll say it. I'll say it. Yes, Cordova for me had a a below-average game as well. I think he was a little bit flustered, a little bit lost in the pitch and his position. Um, his passing was a little bit off. I thought that he connected one or two passes, couldn't make for a great scoring chance. But you know, he's still a kid, and you know, I'm so I'm so hopeful for him in the future. As is Dylan, because I know Dylan will back me up here. I'm still waiting for this kid to show me what you guys see in him. So, guys, for anyone in the chat, Ivan does not is not a fan of Cordova. Um, I don't know if you guys want to say something to him in the chat. So, so say it. Please unfollow him on Twitter. <laughs> my five followers <laughs> yeah exactly um, um that's fine that's fine look 
I, for me, Cordoba, yes, again, another another game in which he's, I still beg the question as to w- what it is that you guys see a lot of hype in. I, don't get me wrong, I can see I can see that he has talent. But <laughs> I, he's just not at that level that you guys keep telling me he's at. And I'm just like, you know, give me more because at this point, you're only, uh, in my eyes, you're nothing more than a Torito Silva or a Moro Mosqueda right now. And that might be insulting to a lot of people who are listening to this right now. And many of you will maybe turn off the podcast at this point because of what I said. But you got to prove to me that you're not. And you still haven't done it. I, I, I just don't think he's been given the fair chance yet. But he is this season. I'm, it's been I'm, a game. It's been a game. It's been a game. And okay, maybe. Okay. 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 That's why I said. That's why I said. Give me the time. Give me. I'm just saying. Look, he's going to have an important game tomorrow. He's been going since preseason. <laughs> yes. Preseason. Because he's had, he's had preseason to show me, right? And he hasn't. But he played well against Boca Juniors. I was at that game. I saw him live. He was out of one. But they wasn't been doing anything. I, and then, and then, what was it? What was it? The, the Pumas match? All he kept doing was getting fouled, and he didn't have nobody to pass it forward to, so they pass it back. I, I, I need to see more from this kid. I need to see more from this kid. Fair enough. Whatever. We'll leave it at okay. that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. The segment is over. We'll move on into the next one. But America wins uh, 4-2 to in the opening game against Monterrey. That means three points in the bag. We are in third place position, but again, at this Second. point, they're Second, I thought we were in third. I don't second. know. I, either way, whatever. It's too early to look at the table. Look, don't Ooh, look at the table. We're second. Woo! No party. Woo! Don't look at the table until what? Um, maybe four or five jornadas in. Eh, that's probably. That's probably the most important time to start looking at that table. Right now, the most important thing is uh, consistency, finding game rhythm, and finding identity in this team. So uh, if Piojo can manage to do that by the fifth, fourth jornada, then I don't see why America can't continue to be in that second spot, you know? So we'll uh, we'll move on into the upcoming match, tomorrow's game against the Houston Dynamo in the oh-so-famous inaugural League's Cup MLS (laughs) against Liga MX. What they've deemed what once used to be the Superliga. They gave it a nice, fancy new name. And And a a beautiful logo. logo. Terrible. Oh. 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 Oh, this is awkward now. It is awkward. But <laughs> for those of you watching uh, League's Cup, do better. Just a little bit better on your logo. That's it. That's all we're asking. Um, if you need a little bit of graphic pointers, Cowboy Dan is more than willing to sit down with you guys. He does charge a little bit of a fee, but you know what? We're, we're willing to uh, you know talk about that in uh, in a private conversation. But America will be going – well, actually, they're in Houston already. Dylan, what's the weather like over there? Um, well, it's Houston, so it's probably hot and humid. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know what it is exactly. I, I live oh. in West Texas, Ivan, not not in Gulf Coast. Well, now you guys know exactly where to send all your roses to for uh, Cowboy Dan. And uh, so, America will be going up against the Houston Dynamo in the League's Cup match uh, quarterfinals, correct? Quarterfinals, yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting that we're already in the quarterfinals of this competition. But nevertheless, tomorrow's match will be at, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 530 Pacific time, and that is 7.30 Central, that is 8.30 Eastern. So, for those of you who are interested in watching that game, it will be live via Univision, um, correct? It's to the N. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. To the to U the N. Um, it's to the N. Why do you add the extra U? 
A part of me still wants it to say Univision. Um, so that's going to be live for you guys as well. Uh, for those of you who will not be able to catch that game, you guys will be able to catch it on our social media as we will be live tweeting all the action going on. We will have a Twitter lineup for uh, you guys tomorrow. So make sure you guys do stay tuned for that. It is going to be at Resaca America US. And if you guys are interested, you guys can also follow us on Instagram at Resaca America underscore US. And we'll have you guys covered with all things Leagues Cup and Liga MX for this week. So, gentlemen, let's talk about this game real quickly. Uh, what can we expect from America? Because the line, the uh, official roster came out for the players that they're going to be available to Pio Herrera for this game. And it looks like we're going with everything we got. Yeah. Um, I think I like that Piojo doesn't minimize any tournament and he's taking this serious. It, I mean, it is an official tournament uh, sanctioned by, I think, CONCACAF. So um, the the idea is for Piojo to take it serious and with everything. And I think with the rumored lineup kind of matches mine, actually. Um, I think I think we're going all out. I think we're, we're trying to win this thing. And, you know, who doesn't like another trophy in the, in the trophy cabinet? Dylan, you spoke to me about this yesterday a little bit in regards to, you know, what this competition could mean for Pio Herrera and for this side. What's your take on this Leagues Cup? Like, in what terms do you mean? I, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, well, well, um, you know, in regards to kind of how we were we were talking about this yesterday and, and what these, this trophy could mean for uh, for, you know, Piojo and for the team and, and for the season as a whole, you know, how, how do you think the approach of this League Cup is for you? Is, is it the right one? Do you think Piojo is doing the right thing? Or do you think this should be one of those games in which maybe we don't have to feel their best? I think I think Piojo is doing the right thing. I, um, like Christian said, um, I think it should be one of those tournaments, too, where we go out and uh, we win it all, too, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, we should we should go out and collect every trophy we can in this establishment that we cover, um, and so I'm really I'm I wouldn't say excited really, but I'm ready to see uh, the outcomes of all, all the rest of the games too. Besides the not just the Medicas, um, but moving forward, I think this especially now with the expansion that they have talked about, I think it, I think it could turn into something. So it's definitely the right approach to have. And, and like you said, it's it's a nice new shiny silverware, right? I mean, it's important that we continue to showcase as to why we are El Mas Grande, correct? Mm -hmm. so, hashtag El Mas Grande. Hashtag El Mas Grande. Um, the biggest, I guess we can translate that. But winning this competition, I think, yeah, should be kind of a, not a priority, but it should be um, high on the to-do list uh, for this season. Only because you look at the at the teams that are in front of you, and for the most part, none of them should really worry you. If anything, it's your own. It, you know, it, it maybe Tigres is probably the one team that maybe is the one that you think maybe has the most competition against you. Um, because you look at the MLS sides, and I mean, no no disrespect to them, but uh, you know, a Houston Dynamo that doesn't feel that you know. I think our good friend Mister Chicken Biscuit said it. On, to me on Twitter said, you know, Houston Dynamo is coming off a season in which, the, you know, they're not doing so well, and, you know, for them to get a result and we'll talk about what, you know, how their weekend looked like. Uh, it, you know, it, it's it's not the toughest of opponents. Then you have Raw Salt Lake, which, to be honest, I don't know how they made it into this competition. <laughs> uh, I don't know how, how teams got <clears throat> Yeah, I think it was just, uh, I, I think they're just selected by, you know, against both federations. 
And then you had, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you have Chicago Fire, who ultimately got knocked out already by Cruz yeah, Azul. Yeah, already out. And then, that's yeah, it. And then maybe the biggest, <laughs> and then the maybe the biggest name at this point is the LA Galaxy. But even then, it's like Slatan who, right? So I'm just, you're you're definitely got to be one of the heavy heavyweight candidates between you and Tigres. It's it's between it's it's the both of you, right? So yeah. you, you have to go out and showcase that. And then there are these rumors too. I mean, I guess it's kind of obvious too. I think now that you, um, if you keep up with any of, of the journalists too, then Liga Mickey's English community, you know, Cesar said, you know, that LA Galaxy didn't even feel even a strong squad. It looked like they kind of dipped into some reserves and everything too. You know, it was, it was coming out today. I was seeing a little bit of it that uh, Liga Mickey's sides have to feel like a strong squad, whereas MLS sides don't have to or something like that. And I thought it was really weird and stupid. Either way, that's not our problem, right? Because we're just coming no, here. I mean, no, we're going to, we're going to cash it in our check. We're going to potentially get that W hopefully. And we'll walk, walk on into the next, uh, the next part of it, because let's face it. If we get knocked out and we don't lift that trophy, you got to say it. It's, it's a failure of a competition for America. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it right? definitely is. Definitely. Yes. So, okay, so let's jump into this preview. We won't take long because uh, I think it's going to be clear, cut, and dry what, what we need to get through in regards to this game. Um, so the Houston Dynamo obviously <laughs> came off a pretty good win themselves this past weekend. Um, let me see if I can remember what the scoreline was. But uh, in doing so, uh, give me your guys' predicted lineup for tomorrow's game. Christian, I know that uh, you have that kind of set up ready to go, so go for it. Sure. Um, I'm actually gonna go with kind of a all star studded lineup. I'll have Marchesina net, our, our usual back four, Pablo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Amina Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. Uh, in the midfield, I have Guido Rodriguez and Mateos Uribe. Um, on the wings, I'll have Roger Martinez and Cordova. Behind Nico Castillo, who will be our striker, I'll have Jeremy Menez. Okay. Who's your center back partnership again? Bruno and Emma. So is it right for us to field in as much of a starting 11 squad as we are against uh, against Houston Dynamo, knowing we have Leon coming up on Saturday? It's a bit of a tricky question. Because, look, I would like to see Ortega start this game. I would, too. I wouldn't mind Ortega starting. I would like to see... Um, <coughs> Uh, also, uh, also, I, I would say also instead of Guido, but yeah, uh, we, especially because Guido had that problem, and that's why I got so yeah. I wouldn't like Guido there's starting, but there's a cramp, right? But yeah, I don't care, yeah, cramp or no cramp. Um, I don't want him playing, but I'm gonna have him there. Believe, okay. believe it or not, maybe even put <laughs> Carlos Vargas instead of George Sanchez just to get some minutes going, I guess. I mean. Everything else is fine. Uh, I'd rather see Henry start instead of Nico. He didn't travel. No, Nico, Nico's injured. He's out for three weeks. Nico's out, right? No, Henry. Oh, Henry's yeah, out for Henry, three weeks. Henry's yeah, out for Henry, three weeks. Henry. I said Nico? Yeah. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was oh, like, bad. No. It's Henry. 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 <laughs> Henry's out for yeah, three Henry. weeks. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, Nico most likely starts then. Um, yeah, besides that, I think it's a good starting lineup, you know? I mean, will it come true? I don't know. I'm just... Yeah. I'll, I'll, also, I would I wouldn't start Roger. I'd start Ibar one, or is he? I thought Ibar too. I uh, no, but he was left out. He was he was gonna start Saturday actually, until he came down with the stomach problem. That's why Roger Martinez 
went in his place. Oh but man, the guy had Buffalo Wild Wings before the game, huh? <laughs> but 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 he's said to be good now, though. Um, I would like him to start too, but I think I think he'll put Roger there. I don't, I think Miguel Herrera has found a new obsession of having Roger Martinez on the left wing, and I really hope that's not the case. Only because I liked the bottom in the preseason, and I really thought this was going to be his season to really showcase what he has. But um, it might just seem that he might get cut short. But this this tournament is the reason why I guess to put in the bottom But I don't think he's going to do it. I hope he does. Either way, it, I mean, it, I hope he does it's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. You know, but yeah, gotta that's the lineup with that. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, uh, we're, we're gonna see Giovanni Santos make his debut on the bench, and then most likely Benedetti as well. Yeah, so, both of them will be on the bench. Confirmed. So both of them will be on the bench, and hashtag confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. And then uh, we'll, they'll most likely one of them will most likely end their game minutes. I don't see both of them coming on. I say both. Okay, Dylan. I don't see why not. I, you got to see where the scoreline is at that point. What the game dictates for. It's 10 nothing. They're both coming on. Nice. <laughs> it's a bit too much, but nice. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the opponent real quickly. The Houston Dynamo are coming off a 3-1 win against the Toronto uh, in an away match, if I'm not mistaken, too. So that was, uh, that was a pretty big win for them. They're off on a little bit of a high. Question is... Is that enough for them to compete against us? Because let's face it, I'm looking at their numbers here, and they haven't had a good season as of late. You've seen a washout against Atlanta United, or you know, which is going to be one of our next MLS opponents. Uh, you know, five nil, then to lose at home against the LAFC three to one, and you know, to lose against FC Cincinnati three to two. I mean. It just it it hasn't looked good for them in recent results, and I think this game big win against Houston uh, against excuse me Toronto maybe gives them a little bit of an edge uh, that maybe just maybe pushes them to be a little bit more competitive. But questions is are they going to field their best eleven, or are they going to dip into the reserves? Are they going to dip into this and say you know what this is pointless for us to try to compete in against when we're trying to salvage our own season? Yeah, well, like you mentioned. Dynamo's right now in eighth place, and you know there there's teams catching up to them, and they're only a few points out for a better position. Reports of I saw today too. I like Dylan said. I don't know if you guys follow journalists from either either um either side, but suppose they're not going to field their best eleven. Suppose they're going eighty percent reserves to, for tomorrow's match. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. It just, it just seems yeah, and it was coming from a from a Houston reporter too. It wasn't coming from like a like some outside. Yeah. It was coming from a Houston reporter. Yeah. It says seventy five to eighty percent reserves for tomorrow. All right, all right. Well, let's see. LA will be playing against Cholos right now. Uh, as soon as we're yeah. recording this podcast, so that potentially could mean that uh, one of our next rivals could be uh, the LA Galaxy, right? If if they win. I don't think so. I think our next one is between Tigres and Real Salt Lake. Really? I thought I thought there was a w- way that the table. Uh, you know what? It's the League's Cup. It, everything's new to us. It doesn't matter. But point is, let's focus on this match itself. And let's talk about the what America needs to do to walk out with three, uh, well, not three points, excuse me, with a win against the Houston Dynamo. Also, quick question. If there is a draw at the end of 90 minutes, does this go straight to penalties? Yes. Okay, that's my only question. Um, I was and yes, there is, there is VAR. There is VAR. Yes, there is VAR. Yeah, there is VAR. There is VAR. Um, so 
with the full studs, uh, with most of our starting players, and obviously after a win like th- like they did, it just against Monterrey and then against the Houston Dynamo, who's been struggling and maybe not gonna be fielding their best eleven. What, what's America approach to this? Do you can you do go out and play the same game that you did against Monterrey in the second half, or do you just maybe move the ball around, see what this Houston Dynamo, Dynamo team is made out of, or how do you come into this game? How do you approach it, and how do you walk out with a victory? And then you know, shift your attention to loan. Um, I I just say I just say really you for me, I would just go out and get an early goal, and just just keep going, just let the train run. To be honest, I honestly say end it in the first half. Honestly, if you if you see they're playing with their reserves, end it in the first half. Take out your best players, and just go from there. Okay, so win it in in forty five minutes, and then completely just. Play cautious in the just second play, half. Yeah, just play your game in the second half. Yep. Interesting. I, mean, because, I like, like that approach. I mean, because because like at the end of the day, like you know, like me and Christian said too, you know, um, it, it's another piece of silverware, and we should go out and get it. Obviously, to showcase why we're the we're the best. But uh, but but at the, at the end of the day too, I I think the league takes priority over this. But I think that's a different conversation too. There will be, and that's a conversation we're probably most likely going to have throughout the season, but we'll have to wait and see once we get to that point. But, yeah, I think you're right. The approach has to be go out there and win in the first 45 minutes if possible. Uh, do what you need to do. Get the game uh, result that you need to get. Don't extend this into penalties. No one needs to go through that mess. And uh, just go out there and continue to grow on your confidence and use this game as a stepping stool to continue that uh, consistency that we were talking about in the beginning of the show. So uh, I think this is a good game in which some of these players are going to have a good opportunity to showcase what they got, a.k.a. Sebastián Córdoba. And um, it's also a good opportunity for Piojo to maybe, you know, tinker a little bit with some of his, uh, you know, starting 11 and maybe possibly even tactics. Uh, so maybe keep an eye on that and what Piojo has in store for us. Uh, we're wearing the blue kit tomorrow, I think. Uh, that's uh, confirmed, right? Is it? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it. I think I, I well, you, they were advertising their blue jersey. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I did see that. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of a dead giveaway. I could see. Um, but I think it's going to look nice because, I mean, Houston's orange and yeah, orange with orange. yellow. It's it's, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, nice. yeah, so blue. blue would have been nice. So. So if you guys are going to be down there at the game, let us know. Tweet at us. Uh, tag on, tag us on your Instagram post. We'd love to see you guys who are going to be out there. Uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be a great time. It looks like it might be a little bit humid, but uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely um, interesting uh, interesting game that America is going to have in regards to this League Cup debut. And hopefully we can get ourselves a pretty good result. All righty, gentlemen, give me your predicted scoreline for tomorrow. Dylan, I'm throwing to you first. Um, I'll go 3-0. Wow, 3-0. Dylan is feeling adventurous out in uh, Houston. 3-0 for America. Curious, who is your three goal scorers? Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say quarter of the score scores one. Okay. I give, I give Nico one and I give Menez one. Oh, putting Menez on the score sheet. Look at that. Nice, nice, nice. All righty, Christian, give me your predicted scoreline for tomorrow's League Cup match against the Houston Dynamo. 4-0. 4-0. Wow, believe me or not, these two are being very adventurous with their predicted scoreline. All right. Uh, does Menez get on the score sheet, yes or no? No. No. But I'll tell you who does, though. All right, go for it. Nico Benedetti. 
Oh, Benedetti on the score sheet. Interesting, interesting. I, on the other hand, I'm going to be a bit more conservative than these two gentlemen right here. I'm going 2-0 for America against the Houston Dynamo. I think, uh, you know, they get the job done. They don't really have to overextend themselves. It's an easy game, and um, I think a 2-0 result is going to be fair enough. And Giovanni Santos scores. Does Menez score? Menez does not score. Okay, well. But Menes does do at least at least one nutmeg, and uh, like goes down, and we all think that he's all injured again. And right? he's, re- he's injured for the rest <laughs> of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we knock on wood? Because that cannot happen, actually. Alrighty, okay, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment, which is uh, everyone's favorite time of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduced you to last season's trivia on the Eagle Eye podcast. It was a complete hit, and now we are doing it again this season. So for those of you who don't know what's going on or want to participate and uh, want to be part of this, trivia is a way for us to interact with you guys, not only on the podcast, but also on social media platforms as well. But mostly we try to move it onto here to maybe encourage some of you guys to come out to the live shows, interact with the group chat, and also interact with us, and potentially get yourselves some nice points if you do answer the the question correctly and get yourself one step closer to a nice winning prize. And for this week, we have a very interesting question. Christian, can you let the wonderful people know what their... Uh, what their uh, question is. Yeah, but first, can I announce last season's winner? Oh, yes. Please, please do. Please do. Okay, perfect. Cool. So, this has been uh, in the making um, because this winner has been decided for, I don't know, at least two months already. But you're you're finally going to get to know the winner. Um, first, I want to say thank you to everyone who played uh, this season of Eagle Life Trivia. We exceeded the amount of participants. Uh, by I think 15 players. I think a total of 50, 51 or 52 players have uh, entered trivia. So honestly, thank you. It means a lot to all three of us, uh, knowing that uh, all our hard work and you know this little game that we like to play pays off. And you guys are enjoying it, which is the most important thing. But uh, last season's winner came in at 560 points. Wow. It, interesting enough. They almost got every single question right, un- uh, unless for one. I think that one they missed that week, so they couldn't get any points. But even then, they still they still won. Um, second place had a 530, and third place had a uh, 520. Actually, third and fourth were actually tied, so that's pretty interesting. So uh, let's go from third place. Well, yeah, third place with 520 points. The Twitter at was. SGG Justin and at Juanito, both of them had 520 points. Uh, thank you guys for playing so much, and I hope you guys re-enter this season. Uh, in second place with 530 was K Prince underscore. Uh, thank you for playing, and I hope you enter again this season. And this season's winner of Eagle Eye Trivia, who will take home a prize that we um, I think I think we know what it is. I think it's gonna be a jersey for this year of their choice. Um, but that winner was David Ahmed 10 underscore with 560 points. Thank you so much for playing, David. Um, it really means a lot, and I'm really impressed with your knowledge of America. And I really, really hope you enter again this season because I know there's a lot of players who, um, who want to really get that title and that throne. 
So, having said that, and with that being said, Ivan, if you please will send the uh, the question in the chat. Uh, the question this year will be both in English and Spanish, only because we are in a new home and there are people here who who might want to play, and it doesn't Which matter. Which is ex exactly why uh, I'm going to cut you off just real quickly yeah, so yeah, I can explain yeah. to everyone in Spanish. So... Um, Okay, I'm trying to get my words right here. I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, like, go for it. I don't know anything. <laughs> okay, uh, para nuestros amigos que se uh, ubican en, en, en México, lo, tenemos un programa, en, en nuestro programa tenemos eh, un, un juego que te, nosotros nos gusta tener cada episodio que estamos aquí en vivo y es parte de, uh, de nuestro programa. Se llama Trivia. Entonces, eh, cada semana... Hacemos una pregunta a la audiencia que está escuchando a nosotros en vivo y uh, si ustedes quieren participar, ahorita que yo mande el link en el chat, van a poder entrar y van a poder subir eh, su respuesta a la pregunta y cada semana que hagan eh, esa respuesta correcta, van a ganar ciertos puntos para, para seguir acumulando durante toda la temporada y al fin vamos a escoger el ganador que gane los más puntos para poder después darles eh, un premio para, por, por obviamente ser eh, la persona con la mejor, uh, con, con, los, con los más puntos y todo, todo eso. Entonces, si están interesados y si gustan participar en, el, en la trivia de nosotros, entonces ahorita en, en un minuto Cristian va a dar la pregunta en inglés y en español y ustedes van a poder submitir sus respuestas en el link para poder eh, participar. Entonces, gracias por estar aquí y ojalá les esté gustando el programa que tenemos aquí nosotros en, en los Estados Unidos en inglés, hablando todo sobre las Águilas de la América. All righty, Christian, take it away. Perfect. So, this question, today's question, the first question of the season will be, name all the signings America have made this past summer and for our people in down in Mexico. Um, por favor, dale, dale un click al link y la... La pregunta para esta semana va a ser, nombra todos los refuerzos de la América de este verano. Alrighty, so name all the uh, transfers, all the reinforcements for Club America this summer transfer window. Dylan, um, I, I, I think Osmar Mades is maybe one of them. I think he's uh, officially the ball boy at, uh, on home games, correct? Yeah, I think Navarrete came back for the water boy too. Nice, nice. Alrighty. I think we're gonna. I think me and you were gonna get back on track with the trivia. Yeah, because last last time I ended with negative ten points, so <laughs> and trying to stay on the positive side this time. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. All righty, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. Your guys' trivia question is out. Make sure you guys go out there and support it. Uh, for those of you guys who are listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, and or Spotify, make sure you guys do come to a live show so you guys can get yourselves on trivia. And uh, honestly, so much fun. A lot of fun to have you guys interact and, and answer these questions. And it's just great to, to see you guys out here, you know? So definitely, definitely would encourage you guys to come out to a live show. But if not, thank you again for your much, much support on either platforms that you are listening to us. Now, gentlemen, let's move on into the second to last segment of the podcast. A very, very dear and near subject to not only Cowboy Dan, but myself. And that is hashtag Lady Aguilas. So we got to talk about this, gentlemen. We got to talk about the poor result that the ladies ended up getting against Puebla last night in their opening match of the Apertura in the Liga Mekis Feminine in what was a very subpar game from these ladies, but a game that we shouldn't be too surprised at, Dylan, if you guys heard our season preview of the ladies uh, last <coughs> episode. 
What was that? Cough. Who Sorry. Coughed? I didn't hear what you said at the end. <laughs> I said that it, it, it wasn't really much of a surprise of a game if you uh, if you remember what we were talking about in regards to these ladies in our season preview. Yeah, I mean you, you still wanted you still wanted to see them come out with, with the with the bang. Um really you look at it the first loss against Puebla since the since the league started too. Um not the way you wanted to start off like you like you mentioned. Um obviously uh one of your biggest names out with the I believe it was a leg injury if I'm, I'm mistaken, but I know she was out injured. Uh, Lucero Lucero Cuevas was out, not not in the starting eleven or in the or in the bench either. Um Obviously, one of the surprises too that that we got was uh, JD Gutierrez. Obviously, starting a net. Um, last time I checked, too, for first goal, she has she has lit lit past her too. Whenever she started, she's coming off the bench for this side. So, um, a lot to a lot to work on. Uh, but moving forward, though, I think this team has it still. Okay, you still have confidence in this team. You still have confidence in these ladies. I know I went on them a little bit harsh on my green recap. Um, I think that was just me being a little bit of a pessimist uh, and then really trying to be a Nick, uh, and, and you know, a stickler. But um, Christian, talk to me. You had this first half uh, coverage. Uh, the opening minutes. What, what what did you see? Shaky, 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 shaky. It was it was honestly kind of a little bit hard to watch. You know, the team didn't didn't look like they gelled. Uh, a lot of chemistry issues. The passing was off. No communication from defense to mid to offense. Uh, everything just looked off, and you know you can kind of see, you can kind of see how the game was gonna was gonna be played out. And I know there was a lot of missing pieces, but you know is it is it time to worry? I don't think so, but uh, but it does raise some questions like on who should be starting and who maybe should not. Yeah, obviously, Dylan, you touch upon some of these kind of absences, and the commentators mentioned it too, but still, you looked at the dynamic of this team in regards to what they had fielded and what still was available to them, even on the bench. You you would have thought that this was more than enough to get past a Puebla side who just came off a 3-0 loss. And you know, like I said, too, a Puebla side that you haven't yet to lose to until until yesterday. And not just that, but you're in front of your home crowd. You're opening your first ever opening match in the Estadio Azteca in front of your, you know, adoring fans. Granted, it wasn't a full stadium, but still, you know, it it was a big day for the ladies, and they just fell short, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just short, too. And, and you know, kind of like you were mentioning, too, you know, you, you do notice some of, some of the passing was off. It was... It was pretty inconsistent throughout the whole 90 minutes, too, which is something you don't want to see. And I don't think Cuigado wants to see that either from his side. Um, obviously, like like I said, too, a lot to work on. But I, I think at, some, at, at times, too, you did see some good stuff from this from this, uh, from this this lady's side, too. But at the end of the day, like like I said, it was just too inconsistent. I think there was bits and pieces. There was, there, there was actually, to be honest, there, it was more of a of, – it wasn't it wasn't teamwork that, that made, you know, these – moments of brilliance that America did have they weren't because of the team they were they were single players that were trying to you know pull the team you know from under and and trying to get something going uh who is our number seven I forget her name uh I know her last name is Hernandez but who, do you remember her first name um uh, no not top of my head I don't remember to be honest. oh my god and I was tweeting that the whole time um I'm so sorry if you're listening to this um our great number seven because she was she was she was doing crazy things on that wing, but she was doing it all by herself. There was no support. There was no you know no one was checking in. No one was no one was making any daggering runs. A lot of questions needed to be asked of the offensive players. Um, I look I 
ladies, we love you. We're always going to support you here. And yes, maybe you get a little bit more of a special treatment from us, but we got to be nitpicky and we got to break this game down and we got to give you the criticism. <laughs> and you guys deserve this criticism because let's face it. It just has not been good from these ladies, these, not just this game, but previous games as well. And there's been a question of identity in regards to this team. Yeah. Is this really a team that is fully 100% committed to each other? Does the manager have, you know, all, all his players kind of, you know, devoted to what he wants them to do? Because at times I see that this team is just kind of, I, I don't know, there's, 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 there's no idea. There's no structure. There's no identity going forward. There's really no chemistry at the back sometimes. And I think you you saw it very well, Christian, even at the beginning, that it just wasn't looking good at all for these ladies. And, and you know, my question to you is, do you think now that the manager has, um, has maybe a bit of a hot seat situation? I think I think that's been a, a kind of, of a theme since even since last year, you know, ever – Ever since you know the they got eliminated by Tigres, very very convincingly as well. I think people time people said his time was up. You know, you had you had a great first season. You won you won us the title the second season. Now the third season, yeah, we got knocked out, but you know we we did it up in a poor way. And I think that that was just a good way just to to cut cut ties and just let let bygones be bygones. And I guess not. I guess America had had some hope left in him. Um, in this first game, it wasn't too promising, but I guess I guess we got to see how the season plays out at least for the next couple of games to see if uh we can make a true uh statement and true testament on on Cuyar. Dylan, my question to you as well: Is Cuyar in a hot seat situation now, or is he still on good terms, or or am I just being a bit too much because it's you know it's only the first game? Yes, we lost, but still plenty of games left. Um, I think it's kind of inching towards there, but I don't think he's necessarily on the hot seat. I think we should just let it let let it ride out too. Like you said, it's it te- technically it's just, it was a second or another, but obviously we have a game in hand compared to the other teams because it was our bye week. So I mean, we're one game in. I think we give it to about the six or seven Hornada, and then we'll, we'll reevaluate from there. Okay. So, ladies, still plenty of, of work to be done. Look, I feel like there's an identity crisis. You need to start working as a team. Granted, there's a lot of there's a lot of players missing, but still need more from them. Uh, look, I was looking at someone like you know uh, Jana Gutierrez just did mm-hmm. not step up to the plate for me in this game. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I, I was looking at you know players that really for me needed to showcase that they were going to carry this team on their backs, and they didn't. So, I mean, ultimately. Yeah. I, I need better from them. And uh, I think Cuellar said himself, I think the most frustrating part about it was that we 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 didn't play like how we were playing in preseason. We weren't being ourselves in, in this game situation. And because of that, you know, we walk away with nothing. And I think deservedly so, uh, because if anything, a draw still would have felt very, very unconvincing. I, I think... I oh. think that the absence of Diaz is, is uh, one of the one of the uh, key issues here, too. I don't, really, I don't really see a leadership or not yeah, even taking yeah. a leader role in this team. So uh, that, that that's just what sucks. Is, is like, like I mentioned too, you know, you lose the, you lose the Tigres in the Glossuda in the semifinals and eight days later, you're well, basically your captain, your leader on the pitch is, is gone. And right now is, is like I said, like I can't remember uh, according to the website and everything and me doing some research. She, she's not playing right now. Diaz, come on the podcast. 
please. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, Monica. That, Monica. That was her name, Ivan. <laughs> Monica Hernandez. Was that her name? No, it started with a D. Oh, never mind. No. Um. Anyways. Anyways, ladies. Uh. Hopefully you guys can pick it up. Uh, next game is against uh, the newly made team, even though I said newly promoted team in my game recap. Uh, uh, newly nice. funded team, uh, Atletico San Luis. Uh, interesting to see what that game looks like. You need these ladies to get the three points in this yeah. game, regardless of the match. Obviously, we won't be able to cover it the way we were able to cover this last game. I doubt that game is going to be broadcasted live. If we can find a, a live chat or, or, or a live stream, uh, we'll do our best to keep an eye on these ladies. Uh, but do keep an eye on our social media platforms. We will keep you guys updated with all things Lady Aguilas throughout this whole season. And we're going to do our best to keep you guys up to date and, and in regards to all things uh, America Feminine. So make sure you guys do stay tuned on that and follow us on all social media platforms. Gentlemen, anything else you want to say in regards to the ladies? We got this. Let's just keep going. We got this. Just, just put it past us. If this is going to be your worst game that you're going to have this season, because I think everybody always has one in a season, this is it. After that, we're going forward. We're chugging along. Christian? Yeah, just keep your heads up. It's the first game only. Find that identity, and I think I think we should be fine. All righty, most definitely, ladies. We'll keep you guys uh, in our hearts as we hope that you guys continue to prove to everyone that you are who you are. Because let's remember... Even though you're new to all of this, you're still El Mas Grande. So with that said, gentlemen, let's move on into our last segment of the podcast. It is America versus Leon or Leon or Leon versus America. Excuse me, as we this is an away game. Uh, it, this is the second jornada for us. It is against a team in which I continuously keep saying is Piojo Herrera's maybe kind of kryptonite in a sense it it, it, it yeah. definitely is kind of you know their his their um it's definitely piojo's team that he has doesn't like to go up against let's face it especially away away at leon has never been an easy game for us especially in league play uh it will be a tough match they're obviously coming off a 3-1 win correct yes over pachuca over pachuca I mean, what can we expect from this uh, from this game? Um, wow, this is I don't know, man. This is argu- arguably the best team in Liga MX. Um, just judging our form, they added a lot of uh, a lot of interesting interesting players that can help bolster their attack, which is the most worrying part because they were already scaring the attack, and now adding these players make it even more scarier. Um, and with our defense kind of being inconsistent, I can see it being a hard game for us. Dylan, what's your take on this game against Leon? Dylan? Dylan? Oh. I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh, okay. I said, what's your take? What's your take on this game against Leon? Um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of like what we said too. You know, the your first two games you got Monterrey, and then you're going up against Leon. You know, real, real big test to start. I think we lost them. And and, and for your mic reader, Ivan. And oh. so you know, just okay. Well, we just seem to be having a lot of technical difficulties today, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, but I think we ca- we captured your 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 last couple of words there. Um, 
So again, kind of like we did against the Houston Dynamo, give me your predicted lineup, Christian. I think you, um, I think you're a predicted lineup guru now, designated guru at this point. So, uh, what do you have fielding for, um, for the game on Saturday? I think a lot will dem- uh, a lot will go on what happens tomorrow against Houston Dynamo in regards to players and how much time they actually played on the pitch. But uh, I-, I think we would, in my eyes, and at least what I would think is you would repeat the same lineup as uh, last week, no? Uh, yes, I would just take out Cordova and put in Benedetti. I think Benedetti will start next week. This Saturday, man. This Saturday. I don't think so because we need to field those minutes. Right. But that's why we have Jorge Sanchez. Even though yeah, he's going to cover us 50%, but we still have him. But do you remember how at the beginning of last season in the Clausura, when this kind of new rule implemented of the minutes, Piojo started <laughs> the youngsters. Right in the in the opening game, so he can get it out the way. Right, but let's not forget last season. Though we started with Necaxa and who else did we start with? Hey, Clemente was in that game where we lost against Leon. Yeah, I know, but but still, but still. Either way, okay. So, give me your predicted lineup. Go run okay. it down. I have Marchesina in that. Paulo Aguilar. Um. Bruno Valdez, Ivonne Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, Guido Rodriguez, Mateo Zuribe, um, Renato Ibarra on one wing, Roger Martinez on the other wing, Nico Benedetti as Cam, and Nico Castillo as your lone striker. Dylan? Oh, <laughs> I guess he got oh, shot when I, when I went to go ask him. Look at that, just yeah. gone like that. I would say that he would agree with you. I, I agree with you as well. Um, okay. I'd only keep Cordoba in just because of the minute uh-huh. thing. Yeah, um, but uh, we'll have to see if Benedetti comes on against the Houston Dynamo and completely tears them apart. Then I could see why he would start right away against right. Leon, mm-hmm. right? And especially in a game in which you you mentioned that Leon is not an easy opponent, especially away at home. And correct me if I'm wrong, the game against Pachuca was also at the Stadio de Leon, right? The Stadio it was Stadio Pachuca. Oh, is in Pachuca? It was in Pachuca. Oh man! So this is their opening game at home too. At home, yes. Well, well, well. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, then. So, tactically speaking, what does America need to do to walk away with three points? Because let's face it, you Ooh. need to get three points. Well, this is where it becomes interesting. Um, despite having a great defense, Leon, I think their their most their most dangerous thing is their is their offense. And with that being said, I really, really think Mateo Suribe and Guido Rodriguez have to have the best connection and the best chemistry for this game. They need to somehow limit and slow down their attack because when they get on the attack, they are very fast. They're very quick, especially on the counterattack. We cannot force and we cannot have the, the luxury to get caught on the counter because they're very dangerous, With especially um, Manessas and Campbell on the wings. It, 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 could, get very, it could get very tough, um, especially now that you said that uh, Jorge Sanchez has been getting caught flat-footed. He can't, he can't afford to do that as much this game. Paulo Aguilar, I need him to have a better game this week, uh, this, this weekend. Everything has to click in terms of defensive for us to have a, a better offensive flow, if that makes sense. And, you know, that's the most scariest thing about it is because we you see this game against Monterrey, and, and we were shambles at the back. It was completely shambles. Uh, you know, questions were asked as to whether or not Bruno and Emma Aguilera are still a partnership duo that can, can consistently provide some defensive yeah. support for America. And it's something that we've been talking about since, you know, last year's podcast in which – 
Emma and Bruno just haven't really resided in us safety, you know. And, and but Piojo seems to back him up. Piojo seems to put his chest out and say, "Look, you know, we're we're comfortable and and and, and you know we're definitely confident in the players that we have." And he said it himself. He, these are the two two best center backs in Liga MX. Um, you know, take it as how you want to take it. But I, I I still think we we need to bring in another center back. But um, I. You're right. You you need these two to have a very very good consistent game and have that Monterrey first half be a one off because you need them to be on all four fronts here because yeah. you really need them to stop the defense uh, the attacking uh, opposition that's going to be Leon. So uh, you're right. I I do see an America side that needs to be very strong defensively in order to provide some good attacking op- uh, opportunities going forward because if 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 you're not secure at the back going forward it's just another risk you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. I think that right side is going to be very, very crucial to us. I think, um, I don't know. I, I'm not speaking for Leon fans, Scotty. Don't, 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 uh, don't come yell at me if I'm if I'm saying this wrong. But I do, I do feel like the CEO is their best, their best defender, especially on the wing back side. And that's Nathan Ibarra's side. So I need Nathan Ibarra to have one of those, one of those games again, one of those stellar Nathan Ibarra games that we are known to see and win this time and time again, and just really connect with with uh, with Nico Castillo. And really, really put on put on the show for us because we're gonna need it. No, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I was listening to the newest addition to the Liga Mekis family podcast, uh, the Lions Den, in which they were talking about the Leon versus um versus America match, and they made they brought up an interesting point in which they said it was it's gonna be a very key battle in the midfield between Montes and Guido, you know, uh. You would imagine Guido to have that game, you know, that match won nine times out of ten. Correct. But in the game that he had against Monterrey, you saw him pick up a little bit of a knock. You don't know exactly if he's going to play against Houston Dynamo or not or how much time he's going to be playing against them or what that game could potentially do to his stamina. It's not so clear cut what that battle is going to look like now. Right. So would be interesting to see him get uh, hopefully uh, the winning uh, the, the winning kind of – battle in in that game but it will be interesting to see how that midfield goes you know uh none, nonetheless you're right i think Ibarra is going to play crucial into what america can do again and uh roger on that left hand side yeah we'll see what he can he can provide you know uh i would have much liked to see Ibarra win because we know how difficult navarro had last uh Ligia with him so oh, yeah should be interesting to see what america cooks up um i think we talked about last podcast and many other podcasts as well as the consistency in front of goal. We actually got some of that on Saturday against Monterrey. If we get that against the Houston Dynamo tomorrow, and if America can continue that spell against Leon, I don't see how this game can overcomplicate itself at all. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely completely agree with you. Also, another thing to, to know is that one of their midfielders will not be here because due to a red card that they received in the Pachuca gap. Oh yes, Carlos right. Guerrero will not be for Leon, and he was starting. So is he a fundamental piece? Honestly, I could not tell you, but maybe that's something Bioho might be looking into, and maybe he's he's an opening on that side. Definitely, 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 definitely. Alrighty then, gentlemen, we talked about what America needs to do in front of goal. They need to take their chances, and obviously, Nico Castillo gonna have to have a crucial game in this one. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. With all of that said, how how do you guys feel? How do you see America coming into this? Do you, do you think we have a good chance of walking away with a with a result, which I think needs to be a win? Because anything anything less than a win, I think, is subpar. Correct? 
Yes, I I would agree. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean we are hashtag El Mas Grande, so we are we are due to win every single match, especially no matter no matter how good the rival is, we're we're determined to win and it, we are expected to win. So yeah, anything other than three points is uh is a little, a little bit disappointing. Alrighty, okay. So with that said, give me your predicted scoreline. I'm gonna throw it to you first, Christian. Go. Okay, I have America edging out Leon two to one. Wow, an edgy, edgy. Looks like he's not bringing the same heat against the Houston Dynamo in this game. Interesting. All right. Dylan, give me your predicted scoreline. Oh, my God. He's just smiling. He's just smiling. He's just so. What's going on? <laughs> you hear me? No. You hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I, I want the three points, but I'm going to be controversial here. I'm going to say 2-2 two, two, draw. 2-2 two, two draw. Interesting. All right. Well, a point's a point, I guess, but still need three points early in the season. I think this is the right time to knock Leon off their pedestal, and I think it's time that America continues a good run of form. Like we said, consistency is what we're after, and a game like this, it's crucial for you to walk away with three points, right? Very important. Very important to the rest of your season and to the rest of the squad as to the way that this team will culminate culminate throughout the rest of this apertura period. So with all of that said, with all of that in mind, I am going that America will walk away from Leon with a victory. And I'm going to keep the same energy that I did when I when I was listening to the uh, the Lions Den podcast in which our good friend Cari Torres hosts. And I'm going to say that America walks out with a 4-0 victory against Leon, walks out with three points, and you guys can take that to the bank, whether you like it or not. And, yeah, pretty much. How you guys like that? I love it. I just need to see it happen. You need to see it happen. Well, you know, I think just any victory will do for us because imagine getting two wins right off the bat against two top four teams in the league. You know, we know what that does to you in terms of confidence for uh, throughout the rest of the season. Exactly why why it's important, like I said, for the consistency of everything. Of course. I'm to walk away um, with three points. Three points is needed, and it's a must. Yep. In whatever fashion you get it, I think, you know, it, uh, obviously you want that consistency, like we said, and, and a good, you know, display of football, but sometimes you don't get that. But to get three points, that's that's another way of consist- being consistent in, you know, sumando puntos. Yes. So... With that said, your guys' host and co-host have you guys down for an America victory against Leon. Well, maybe not Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan, Cowboy Dan over wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. Cowboy Dan here is being a little bit of a pessimist, more than I am originally, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But let us know in the chat. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram. What do you guys think the result's going to be against Leon? It's going to be a good one, so make sure you guys do catch that game live on Do the N See, I think I got it right this time. On to the end. And uh, it's going to be live at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, 9, no, excuse me, 8 Eastern. So used to saying that 9 o'clock time. Um, So make sure you guys do catch that. We will have that all that live coverage, as always, from uh, from Twitter. So make sure you guys do stay tuned to that. And uh, with that said, gentlemen, anything else you want to add on before we close out tonight's show? Nah, I think I'm good. Awesome, awesome. Dylan? We're, we're good. all good. Always, always, 
always no, a pleasure good. to be in front of the camera in front of you guys. Unfortunately, we did have that delay at the beginning. Unfortunately, we did not have that new layout. But we promise you that we're going to be fixing it and that we're going to have you guys ready up and going so you guys can see how the Eagle Eye podcast is changing the way you view podcasts and the way this community sees America. So with that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful night. Like always, make sure you guys do stay in contact with us via social media at Resaca America US and at Resaca America underscore US. Again, thank you to La Resaca Americanista for letting us be on your guys' network. And as always, as always, thank you to every single one of you guys who came out today on the chat, to everyone who is listening right now via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thank you guys. Your support means the world to us. Trivia is back, so you guys make sure you guys do come back and everything in regards to that aspect. Well, nothing more to say, but we can't wait to see you guys, and uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys as well. And without further ado, hope you guys have a wonderful night. We'll see you guys very, very soon. And until next time, as always, take care, and arriba la America.